Huh? What are you doing in my swamp? Florida Gators beat the Tennessee Volunteers once again. We're going to talk about that here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another glorious bonus episode of Locked On Gators. It's the postcast, baby. Florida Gators beat the Tennessee Volunteers. And oh my goodness, does it feel really good to be right about it. Oh, I'm not even going to pretend that it doesn't feel fantastic. Fantastic because... Uh, yeah, I picked Florida to win, and there was all like all the comments about how that was wrong and how I was silly and how Tennessee's run defense was so fearsome. You beat Virginia and Austin P. You didn't play a real team. Now you did, and now you lost. That's what happens when you face the Florida Gators and their run game when they do want to run the football. Like I said, if you can get by Tennessee's defensive line you will find success running the football against them. And that is exactly what happened. I said two weeks ago, when the Florida Gators lost to Utah, I said Florida's still going to beat Tennessee because I'm not bought in on Joe Milton. And all of the Volunteers fans went on all three. I went on on three, Vols Quest. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Man, y'all are dumb. But this was Florida's, I, I, I think for Billy Napier and the Florida Gators, this was easily the best coaching job by Billy Napier, just as, as an absolute just coach overall, offensive play caller and head coach. This was the best game he's had. Started off great with the Eugene Wilson, three touch passes on the first drive, two more catches that were just normal. I believe one was a hitch and one was an out. Just stuff like that. It's just great to see Florida find that success and Billy Napier really, really open things up. Because this was what we heard for so long about the play calling, and this was it happening. You need to see Billy Napier do it effectively. But if he can build upon what he put on film against Tennessee tonight, chef's kiss that because that thing's a beauty. Chat, you know the rules. We'll get to you in in the second half of this. But Billy Napier, best coaching performance he's had as as the Florida Gators head coach, bar none. Better than Utah last year. Better than the Tennessee game last year, which were probably his two biggest arguments you can make for his best performance. He nailed it. You could argue Florida State last year. He did a lot with a little in that one. But this was the best performance. It was just fantastic. Josh Heupel, you classless. Oof. Oh, man. I will say, everybody, can I get in the chat? Can I get a thank you, Josh? Because I, I've told this story before. I met Josh Heupel at the Senior Bowl this past January. And I said, hey, man, you're doing a great job. One week of the year, I'm going to need you to not be great. 
and boy were they not great so can i get a thank you josh i would i would very much appreciate that because he does deserve it and then of course the timeout at the end hitting graham mertz I, i'm not going to blame josh heupel for his player being an absolute uh dunce i don't even know what you want to say you can't possibly be as stupid as some of the tennessee volunteer players are fourth down you fell for that you fell for the fake snap on fourth down? Oh, man, you probably should not touch a football field for a bit. I'm just saying. And then on the last play, Graham Mertz, you know, waiting around to knee, and then you hit him. I understand Mike Mazuka might face some disciplinary action for straight up squaring up and getting ready to swing at the Volunteers player. I don't care. I love it. I love it. Rule number one of, of being a teammate, you don't mess with QB1. That's rule number one of being a football just player, football teammate. You don't mess with my QB1. Always the rule. So I'm very happy with, with how it ended. I understand that it was very much uh, the more you around, the more you're going to find out for Josh Heupel with that timeout and then the, the whole scuffle you want to call afterwards that was his fault i will say that was his fault but man that was just florida just fantastic performance scooby williams this dude is a beast like scooby williams this year has been lights out there were multiple times in every single game so far that he's made great plays i understand he has some not great plays but every single game, Scooby Williams has had plays where he pops and you go, damn, he's pretty good. You go, damn, he, he's pretty good at this football thing. I don't know what it is, but he makes plays quite a bit. That's what he did. That's what it was fantastic for. Like Scooby comes out, make, the communication is great. Seeing him throw out the little diamond. I don't know what that play call is. Okay, I don't know what that play call was, but it, that was just I, I love it. It, it. it is a great performance for Austin Armstrong, because for me, my biggest question was, will you get the calls in quick enough? Because against Utah, that didn't happen. McNeese State as in, didn't get the calls in quick enough. McNeese State, that wasn't an issue. So I was curious to see what would happen after that or, or in this game when Tennessee went up tempo and it was great. Like, like there was a great game plan set up. It was like, Hey, yeah, we know what you're doing with these screens. I loved seeing it happened quite a bit where when they motion, when Tennessee motioned the running back out, Princely would also go out there. And it was because last week, Tennessee or just tendency wise in general, Tennessee has shown, Hey, when we put our running backs out there, we'll throw the screen a lot. And so putting out the D end or Jack, whatever you want to call them out there, that takes that away. So that was just, oh my goodness, an absolutely fantastic performance by the Florida Gators in 2023. It, it was just great. I will, I will again say I love that I said, get past Tennessee's defensive line and you can find a ton of success in the run game. And it happened again and again and again and again and again. It was awesome. It was awesome to see. Special teams, still a major, major issue. But look, 
my bigger concern with special teams, I have two big concerns with special teams right now. Well, a lot, but two main ones. One, this is now the what second or third time in three weeks that you've had the wrong number of players on the field on special teams. Like, that can't happen. I understand if a player jumps or, or whatever it is. Even the, the two number three penalties, I kind of get. But not having enough players on the field? I don't, I don't get it. That's a huge thing for me. And another thing that is not a big issue for me, but I am kind of concerned about, Jeremy Crawshaw shanked a punt tonight. This is the second time he's done that this year. And this wasn't a thing that would happen frequently last year. So that, that part was interesting there. But, I mean, hey, Florida, you got the win against Tennessee, which, by the way, mark that one up. I think right now South Carolina put forth a great performance against Georgia. They did. Like I'm not going to take that away from them at all. However, I feel like this is like Boston College and Florida State, and it's like we did everything we possibly can to just go balls to the wall for this game. I feel like that was what South Carolina did against Georgia, and it still wasn't enough. Florida should beat Charlotte next week. We could all agree about that. Kentucky the week after is the game that concerns me. I understand South Carolina had a great performance against Georgia. They should be feared. Kentucky scares me more just going to Kentucky for that game. That scares that that worries me a lot more. Um, chat, I, I see you. I see you. We're about to we're about to talk about you. We're about to talk all about the chat for the next who knows. We'll say five to five to ten minutes. Um, but before I talk to you about that, these days every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be one hundred percent certain you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. With simple tools like screening questions, it makes it easier for you to focus on just the right candidates with just the right skills and just the right experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. There's a damn good reason why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. This bonus episode of Lockdown Gators is also brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into the action with the NFL this season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet, $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Free money. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app's so easy to use. You can bet on everything. Spreads, player props, over, under, corners in soccer, shots on net. You could bet on so many. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Kick off the NFL season, right? FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. Visit FanDuel.com and include money line. Yeah, all that. All that fun stuff. Get that money. Okay? It's beautiful. Florida, you were underdogs in this game. Thank you for cashing the five and a half point spread that I took because, well, I was very, very happy with that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, 
it was a beautiful performance. It was chat. Well, okay, you guys went kind of crazy during during the ads for a little bit. Oh man, gotta scroll up these. But it, it was fantastic. Uh, Chris Sorley, I, I see you in there. I appreciate you. Uh, let me see. I, I've got quite a few people. Never really felt like we had it in the bag until the end. Napier needs to keep his foot on the gas. I understand that sentiment. I, I do understand why a lot of Florida Gators fans are like, why did we just not throw the ball like the entire fourth quarter? What is going on? Graham Mertz, left hand, got injured at some point. Okay? Don't know the extent, but got injured at some point. The next drive, or a couple of plays later, his right hand started just bleeding. His right thumb, specifically, started just bleeding. He had to change his towel. He was bleeding so much. I understand wanting to really step on the volunteer's throat. However, I think the thought process there was to keep Graham Mertz in to command the offense. Command the offense and make sure there's no screwed up penalties, no, no stupid things happen that give the balls a chance. So you, so you did kind of step on their throat, just not in the aggressive way that we all wanted. And then with a cut on his thumb, I'm assuming it was a little bit hard for him to throw and grip the football. Maybe things slip out. I prefer what Florida did, really, genuinely. Like in the situation with how things worked up, I'm fine with it. Like Florida, this was your performance. Defense was great, just killing it. There were, like, I'm not going to pretend that there weren't penalties that went against the volunteers and not against the Gators. I understand it. Refs suck sometimes. Okay? I'm not even going to pretend. Refs suck sometimes. I've always said I'm not going to complain when it favors Florida and when I and when it seems like oh my all the calls are going against Florida. I don't complain about that either because if you play a good enough football game it doesn't really matter that much. So I'm not going to complain about it either way. I will just say yeah, refs did suck. I thought that Jalen Kimber should have gotten the penalty uh, late in the game down the sideline when he hurt his knee, or I think it was his knee. Um, I thought he was going to get flagged because he tugged the jersey. And, like, I understand the ball is way out. I don't care about that. If you're tugging a jersey, you deserve to get flagged. Didn't happen. But, hey, again, I'm not going to be that mad about it. Florida Gators won a football game and, and beat Tennessee as almost touchdown underdogs. And and I'm not, I'm not going to be super upset about that. Jordan Castell played a pretty solid game. There were some things that bothered me. So, it, it, yeah, there were some things that bothered me. I don't like Princely being in pass coverage on third and long. There is no reason that you should take the guy who's at least supposed to be your best pass rusher and put him in coverage on third and long. He should be rushing the passer at that point. Defense has been lights out. Like, like, jeez, man. I said before, I, I said once Austin Armstrong got hired, I think, I don't necessarily think he's better than Patrick Tony, but I think he's going to be a better fit. Here's the thing. First off, he's better than Patrick Tony. There's no doubt about it at this point. Two, I didn't think that the defense would be this good this early. That was something that I was I was not expecting at all. I am very happy with it. Uh, Matthew Oliver, shout out to Scooby Williams. Dude, Scooby's been 
Scooby's been insane this season. It is truly wild how how good of a season he's had. Shamar is having a better season. Sure. The expectation was there for Shamar James. I don't think anybody was like, hey, Scooby Williams is going to come in and whoop some you-know-what this year. I don't think many people said that. I was a fan of Scooby. I, I don't think many people were saying that about him, though. I wasn't saying the bad about him, and I liked him. So that was just, he's been just absolutely lights out. And it's awesome to see Paul Feinbaum was wrong. Dan Mullen was wrong. Tim Tebow was wrong. Just remember, Brandon Olson was right. Okay? Just just never forget that one, ever. Um, crowd was a huge factor for the Florida Gators against the Tennessee Volunteers. There were so many false start penalties. Dr. Vol, have fun going six and six this year. <laughs> I'm fine going six and six. One of those wins is once again, once again, beating the Tennessee Volunteers. How's it feel knowing that the year that everybody's down on the Florida Gators, everyone is upset with the Florida Gators, and they're so the balls are going, Joe Milton can throw that ball over them, their mountains. And you still lost. You still lost. You should be embarrassed to be a part of that fan base. You should be embarrassed to be a part of that. The fact that your name is Dr. Vol, woof, that's a rough one. That is a rough one. This is one of the reasons I'm curious. I would love to get it in the chat, actually. I'd love to get your answer. Do you forgive the Utah game now if you're a Florida Gators fan? And if you're not a Florida Gators fan, not do you forgive the Utah game. But do you stop going, oh, they looked really bad against Utah. They're going to be a bad football team. I'm I'm curious about that one. Um, so So very, very curious about that. Um, let's see. I, I just saw something. Liquid Flames asked, what happened to Eugene Wilson? Eugene Wilson III uh, injured his collarbone on the first drive of the game, if I'm not mistaken. Left collarbone. Did not come back in the game. I'm assuming we won't have much information until tomorrow or maybe Monday. Uh, I'd imagine. They didn't say anything about x-rays. I mean, obviously they don't have to, and Florida tends to keep things kind of hush-hush, but we didn't hear anything about x-rays. Not sure. Could have been anything in this area. They said collarbone, but yeah, it could have been anything in that area. Um, so yeah, that, that's for me. Just It was an awesome game for the Florida Gators. It was very fun. I see something in the chat, and I am I am now checking it just because I, I want to be sure before I say anything about it. Um, there we go. Okay. Florida Gators have their first commit from the 2025 recruiting class. Second commit, really, but sure. Florida Gators get their first commit from the 2025 recruiting class with running back Waltez Clark out of Tampa, Florida. Boom. I'd imagine if I'm a running back and I see that game, I'm like, oh yeah, I I could totally be a Florida Gator there. Uh, that's huge for the Florida Gators. That's this was awesome because we we kind of we talked about it in the Lockdown Gators Discord before, and I was like, yeah, like it's happened before, like right after a game, a player commits, but we didn't think it would happen here. But the Florida Gators 
landed a running back commit in Waltez Clark. That is huge. Offers from Arkansas, Florida State, Boston College is up there, who, by the way, 31 to 29 over Boston College is like kind of rough there. But Waltez Clark is the number 128 uh, player nationally, according to the 24 7 composite, number 11th running back. 23rd player in the state of Florida for 2025. And again, 2025 is supposed to be a year where Florida's back up recruiting wise in the sense of high school class going to be expected to be higher. And on three, Walt says Clark is 151st nationally, 12th running back, 25th player in the state of Florida. I mean, I don't even know what to say about that. Like, I'm just, that's awesome. <laughs> like the Florida Gators. Get a commit immediately after beating the Tennessee Volunteers again. Um, so it, it was great. Uh, apparently, in um, in Billy Napier's press conference, he said Trey's X-rays were fine, which is great because uh, Eugene Wilson, if I'm not mistaken, did have a collarbone break last season. I think Aiden Mizell and Eugene Wilson both dealt with collarbone inju- injuries uh, last season, if I'm not mistaken, but. He's back. Florida Gators got a commit. There's not much I can talk about. I'm not going to pretend I know a ton about Waltez Clark right now. I will look into him. But for right now, Florida Gators got a commit. That's huge. You get your first commit for the 2025 class. That's going to stay, hopefully. And it's so funny how Jadarius Perkins left right before the McNeese State game. And then Mekhi Boyro decommitted. And so much of... of not Gators Twitter was it's beginning. Things are so bad in Gainesville. Don't you feel like an absolute moron now? Tell you what, it's great to be anybody involved with the Florida Gators. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to to just come on here and talk trash with you guys for 25-ish minutes. It's awesome. Thank you so much. Graham Mertz has greatly outperformed my expectations for him already. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first, second, third, listen, whatever of the day. We will be back Monday to talk more Florida Gators football and this win over the Tennessee Volunteers. That thing was beautiful. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants Country, NFL 33. And as always, I will see you all Monday.